Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Great musician, Billy Mack. Look him up. Fantastic. Like I met him in a uh, a kid's garage in uh, not Mount Airy, one of those rural Pennsylvania towns on tour. And he was very nice and he let us stay at his house and he cooked us breakfast. And wow. he told us the secrets of like some sort of natural parasitic killer that you mix in with milk. It's like not milk of magnesia, but it's something like that you get at a health food store. And he lit so much incense that I couldn't sing for the next two days. <laughs> what a great tour stop. <laughs> it scorched my throat. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm Danny. You're George. This I'm is Joe Felix. Hi, hi. Welcome. We are. Uh, it's morning. Yeah, I'm wide we, awake. Uh, it's morning, which uh, probably will show up on this playlist. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that is a a massive part of high school experience. Uh, I was hanging out with my buddy Nick, who lives in Florida, as barber, Bayside Barber, or sorry, Bayview. Cut this out. Plugging <laughs> everything. Well, the, he's a good guy, and I, and I and I. Uh, I played in bands with him and stuff, but uh, we were talking about music when he came to visit a couple weeks ago. Uh, and he was like, perfect album back to front. I'm wide awake. It's morning. And I was like, yeah, that's, I agree with that. that's totally valid. And he was like, it's my calm down album. Yeah, I was not a I was not a fan. And then I heard the opening intro while I was on a plane and I was like, oh, OK, I guess I love this. <laughs> that, that's um, one of two ways to go when you hear that when you're on a plane. The other way is to throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is an omen. Uh, but if anyone of your listeners lives in St. Pete, Florida, Bayview Barbershop just opened up. It's his own barbershop. I'm so proud of that boy. <laughs> me, and him, me and him have the matching Wawa tattoos. Good kid. Oh, that guy. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, but today we are doing a very special playlist episode because A, it doesn't have a guest and I'm tired of relying on other people to do the show. Yeah. Um, also, someone pitched the idea uh, to do No Feelings November. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Who so. did that? Who wants to be on our show forever? That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Dom, kid I work with. He loves the show. He recently uh, flew from San Diego uh, and back and listened to every back episode that he had not listened to yet. All so right. Thanks, We Tom. appreciate Dom. Uh, but yeah, I was like, what about like no feelings? Because I was I basically he was like, oh, I haven't listened to your show in a minute. And I said, uh, don't worry about it. We're, we're done talking about feelings. And he thought, I, I thought you said no feelings. And I was like, we'll do it for November. So no I, feelings, November. <laughs> I I legit want to do that now. I, How would I think we, we do could that? pull that off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll come up with something. Okay. We'll figure out no feelings. But I've pushed the can down for this show another couple months. (laughs) That was a big kick. (laughs) (laughs) We just got to at least get to November and we'll be fine. That's right. So this episode, uh, it's September. um, And it, you know, even to this day, I don't know about you, Dan, because I have reoccurring nightmares, but I haven't done any homework. 
but I, I never did my homework and I was never worried about it. <laughs> I was always so like, I, there were several times where like, I couldn't go play shows with my band because I didn't do homework that oh, week. No. <laughs> and I was grounded and couldn't go play the punk rock show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a large part of me doesn't understand how I got through high school doing as little work as I did. Yeah. Um, but every September rolls around, I still equate it with like, oh, September, it's back to school. So we thought it'd be a fun idea to do a playlist episode of songs that were important to us in high school. That is the only connection. They still have to follow the normal rules. But I feel like between the years 2001 to 2010, to between the two of us, because. Yeah, that is that is our we don't, we don't overlap at all, which is we weird. That, that actually kind of surprised me. <laughs> I thought we'd have like a year or two in there. But yeah. Nope, we are just, you are an old man and I am a young boy and we're just, it's its road to perdition, all right? No, we, we perfectly miss each other. You you came <laughs> in the year after I left. Ships in the night, Dan gets. That's right. So yeah, <sighs> it is your turn to go first. All right. So I, um, I guess I'll, I'll throw out what the uh, starter song we chose was because it, it doesn't fit within the uh, parameters of so, the years so we all set the rules out. that I've made, uh, this one song does not qualify for any of those rules. It's true. <laughs> I, I feel like it's the best starter choice, though, because it doesn't match either of our years, but I don't think there's ever been a better high school song ever written. And it's Damn It by Blink-182. So yeah, you have to follow Damn It by Blink-182. I guess That's, we should run through the rules real quick, just in case sure. people are listening for the first time. you're new. So it's, it's George's task right now to take any connection he possibly can. It could be a time he saw Blink-182 and someone opened. It could be another band with a number. It could be another song with a curse word. It could be another song that says Damn It, or another song that says Blink, or... Any possible connection, except for it can't be Blink-182 again, and it can't be a cover of Damn It. And I think these are all fair rules. Uh, did you know that I've never seen Blink-182 live? Oh, I saw them on Pop Disaster way back when with uh, Green Day and Saves the Day. But it seems like a fun tour. Yeah, it was It was weird seeing Saves the Day because it was at, a, let's say it was the Tweeter at the time, mm-hmm. going, dating myself. But they were not quite there yet like they hadn't really broken over to that large of a crowd so just watching them perform to a ton of people who weren't really paying attention was kind of fun because i was thinking along yeah uh that's like um how i imagine people feel about the interrupters on this hella mega tour that just rolled through yeah. i think they just yeah. finished up it's like i love the interrupters i would go to that tour to see the interrupters more than any other band i love green day and i stand by green day i don't care what you or jack fitzsimmons say american <laughs> idiot was very important to me in middle school <laughs> you're just you're just young enough to not know where they came from <laughs> i do know where they came from i stole my dad was part of like the columbia house just like sending you cds for no reason oh we yeah had, we had a bunch of like dookie and insomniac records and i remember listening to them as a kid like i was one of the few kids in middle school and high school that knew that green day wasn't a new band <laughs> oh yeah i i i threw it out the other day um it's one of those things where you say it and then you like try to support the thought after you say it but mm-hmm. like green day became the biggest band in the world by copying avril okay because Avril happened first and then Green Day made their big comeback to pop punk with American <laughs> Idiot. And it was like, 
oh shit they're they're literally dressing like avril playing the music that avril plays because that wasn't what they were playing anymore <laughs> they were going off in crazy directions and then they were like yeah but we're fucking green day like why would Here's she make money though. when we when we're not Here's the thing though with Green Day is that they came out with a warning, which I, I did not I buy it. warning when it came out, but people warning, hated yeah. warning. Warning is a great record. Warning is what Green Day should have morphed into down the road instead of this like party rock anthem stuff that they're doing now. Yeah. Uh like they should not they should not be the band that sings, you know how like Carrie Underwood does the NFL song? Yeah. They do that for the hockey. <laughs> So, <laughs> at least they did a couple seasons ago where like they just jump out and they're playing like one of their songs from that new fucking terrible album and they were like big white dress like sport jacket with leopard print inside like they're doing this whole like 70s power pop vibe now which is okay interesting but it's like they should have they should have released warning in 2013 i think that would have been a much better time for them to release it would have been it would have been well received at that point yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, so you know, are you going Green Day or are you going I'm somewhere else? I'm actually not. I'm going All somewhere right. else because it's too easy of a connection. And I did not like any record that came out after American Idiot. I just really, it hit me at a right time for American Idiot. So but, that, I guess that is the only one that comes out in that period. Because like I, I would have had International Super Hits and mm-hmm. the, the two new songs on International Super Hits are some of my oh, favorite Green Day Maria songs. Maria and, and Pop Rocks and Coke. That's a good one. Yeah, the whole. I mean, honestly, international super hits is the like. If you want to know what Green Day was like before oh, that, American Idiot, it is a perfect that's a listen. Perfect, yeah. perfect listen. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Make your choice. What do you got? Similar vein. They've toured with each other, uh, but um, shout outs to Mark Hoppus. Get well soon. I know we just finished chemo. We love Mark Hoppus. Yep. Uh, great producer. Produced one of my favorite records of all time. One of my favorite bands of all time only band to have two tour posters up in my house because i feel bad and it's like i i need all of them we're gonna do uh also you're gonna have to search it because i can't do it here um let's do there's just so many good songs on this album five four (laughs) three we're gonna do Time Turned Fragile by Motion City Soundtrack because of the drum beat halfway through that album. But Mark Robbins produced this. Yeah. uh, And that's why his like face shows up in the everything is all right video. What's what's the one that that he is on? Where he does the, the, the quick background vocal. Is that this one? I think this one. I think it's either that one. I am dropping everything on my desk so trying to make he room. <laughs> produced, he produced this one. And then then I believe Rick Ocasek produced the next one, or at least produced a couple songs off the next one. Um, and then I don't think Mark Hoppus came back to produce anything until My Dinosaur Life, which came out in 2010. Oh, I just meant the song that he sings on. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think if that's off of My Dinosaur Life or... Is he on Hangman? Maybe. I, I, that's the only one that, while I'm looking at it here, jumps out that it might be. Yeah. But he's not listed. Ooh, should I change mine? No, Time Turn Fragile has the great drum part. If you ever watch people play, like do drum covers or anything of that song, it is so difficult to do that bridge part. They They don't get enough credit for being just a great 
a okay. drum band and a great a great uh keyboard band like you separate those two elements for them and like i i don't know another band of that genre especially that can can touch them yeah and they're like this whole album is uh, i watched an interview once where justin pierre the singer basically broke it down it's like half the songs are from when i was sober and half the songs are from when i was not sober uh um, oh, wow what is happening <laughs> sounds painful he's been very codependent lately oh really uh but like you can hear the differences between like angrier songs and hopeful songs uh on this album and it's one of the reasons why i love it it's probably that, that does put it in top. a light that that i was not aware of that i yeah. kind of really appreciate yeah but it's basically like him struggling like let's get fucked up and die obviously it's like <laughs> yeah. a struggling song and then like uh feels like rain i believe is like in between and attractive today and everything is all right is getting better like they always do these things where they're not exactly theme albums but they are um like con i don't know i want to maybe that it's the opposite it's that it's not exactly a concept album but it does have themes to it yeah. like uh my dinosaur life which is another one of my favorites and another one that mark hop has produced uh the mental state of the character from the first like couple songs i have to deal with him hold on okay <laughs> anyway where was i i feel like uh talking about very, the character yeah and motions that he's on it's very convoluted but anyway uh like my dinosaur life has this great rundown of like the mental breakdown of the main character in the first four or five songs of just like what their mental state is by the time you hit rock bottom and each album kind of has that thing where it's not a storyline, but it is thematically solid throughout the entire thing. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I love Motion City. So that's my choice. Um, it's also like it was on like a punkorama when I was a kid and I had makeout kids on it that my sister had. Oh, sure. Yeah. And and that like because of punkorama is the reason why I am like punkorama and the Vans Warped Tour compilation cds make up say, those, those compilations of that era are like if, if another genre had put out anything nearly that comprehensive oh, and yeah. like like specifically curated i would probably be a fan of a different genre Let's like see. they did such a good job like giving me everything let's do punkorama i think it was 10 it was say the... while you're looking that up because yes. i don't think my choice is going to uh deter us from that conversation <laughs> i i have a, a couple choices i could make with the next one because the uh commit this to memory is an epitaph release mm -hmm. um and i know right away i hear epitaph i'm going bad religion i have two choices of albums i could choose from <laughs> supersonic is probably my favorite Bad Religion song, but there's a part of me that's wondering if I had played that in one of these before. So I'm trying to avoid doing that one. So I'm going to go off of The Empire Strikes First instead and play Sinister Rouge by Bad Religion. All right. Good choice. Good choice. I'm trying to see what uh, Bad Religion song was on this punkorama. I must have had to have been one. Oh yeah, it's always they always got like one in there. See, because I did ten because I remember the cover very uh, specifically, but I only remember a couple songs on there. So it was Punkorama Nine. I think we probably had that one too. That was two thousand four. Yeah, now I'm just looking up like every compilation I've ever had to see if I can find track listings. 
uh discogs has everything you yeah know, that's what i'm looking at now you yeah. know punkorama 9 not only has two motion city songs but it opens with a bad religion song uh it's got one of my favorite bands on there which is funny to say because i really haven't listened to them in forever but they are so fun the horror pops are on there oh sure yeah love them there's a couple weaker thans tracks on here punkorama was super underrated oh wow social suicide is the bad religion song and that is my like the one i was going back and forth between mm-hmm. playing because that, that's i think the next song on empire strikes first that's perfect all right so we're doing bad religion and before we get to involved here about like what's what and why are we freaking out about it so i have to do bad religion because it's not fun for us to look at discogs and people listen to it people people are listening to our eyes scroll that's not great yeah um i I don't the the falling into these compilations though is going to uh kill some time for me coming up oh for (laughs) sure uh let's do give me a minute to think okay I mean, you can go off of any of those compilations. They, mm-hmm. they fit. Although I guess Punkorama Volume 9 is my era, not yours. <laughs> no, Punkorama Volume 9 had a lot of very familiar stuff on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Punkorama 10 was the one my sister had, and it doesn't have Makeout Kids. I think that was on a uh, Warp Tour compilation. Uh, okay. This one had... Hold on, I gotta go back. This was 2005. It had some great hits on it. It had When You're Around... Um, clearly the, uh, Bam Margera effect was happening on music because Turbo Negro, <laughs> all my friends are dead are on this. And I, that's a, that's a Bam Margera jackass songs for sure. Um, the offspring mission from God. You know what? I think I know where I'm going to go. Okay. Um, Ooh, wait, no. Cause the next one below it. You know what? No, it's not worth it. But I do want to talk about something after I, I do this that's unrelated. Okay. So I, as we're kind of discussing, it's like we grew up with compilations, probably for the same reason that I did, was that like you get so much music for very little money. Yeah, I remember getting the the Vagrant one at Hot Topic for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly learned 20 new songs about or like from like a dozen bands that I love now. Yeah. Uh, so this album I fell in love with um, from a compilation in high school that my sister got, I think for free or something. It was a Vans compilation because Vans went through a phase where they're doing compilation CDs. So so Vans, just the company, not the work tour. No, no, just, just the company. Like the shoe, it had a pirate ship on it. Um, and it had a bunch of cool like Vans bands, I guess you could say. This song was <laughs> heavy on shoe it. bands. Yeah, heavy <laughs> shoe bands. This band, uh, I fell in love with because of the song, and then would see them on like warp tours and stuff, but never dove deep into their music until much later in life. And okay. looking back, this album came out when you were in high school and I was in elementary and school. I'm intrigued. I only um, care about my experiences. So <laughs> We're going to do the song Wayfarer by Hot Water Music. Oh, okay. I remember screaming along to the song in my sister's uh, Subaru Outback because she went to college in Vermont. Um, 
So obviously she had a Subaru Outback. Uh, <laughs> and just like because of the sing-songy chorus, uh, it is just a perfect song. I love this song so much. I love this album so much. This is one of those albums that just from top to bottom, great album. And I think we're going to have this a lot too, because this is our childhood songs. And this is kind of where our brains fuse together. It was like, this is the only music I'm liking from this point forward. <laughs> yeah. So all these albums like are non-skippable albums. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Caution was one of the uh, earlier um, fake album albums. Yes, it was. We have our own version of the caution cover out there. We see that's when we were cheating and just basically erasing the title and finding a <laughs> yeah. similar font. We weren't changing the actual art of it. <laughs> yeah. That's been that was that's those are the times where like I felt like we were cheating people when we were doing this. <laughs> uh, like I like still feel okay with it. Fucking modest mouse. Uh, uh <laughs> people that love good like good news for people that love bad news. Like we just erased the font. We found it in. Yeah, that was that was an easy one too because that font was just out there. Yeah, that's a normal font. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my choice. Uh, before we move on, because on that same Punkarama playlist, right below it was Millen Colin. Have you seen? There's this guy named Mikey who does Mikey and his Uke on YouTube, where he covers like punk songs. Um, I on, haven't seen it. I know that it exists on a ukulele, and then he'll have like all these other people come in and play different parts uh the big one that happened that's like kind of going viral is he did a tony hawk pro skater 2 one where he covered no cigar by millen colin and gets tony hawk to sing on the track okay that's why i've heard it. okay yeah. i was gonna say I, I read about it in something and i i sat and i was like watching it and then i stopped it and had casey come in the room and then we both had the same thought of like he can't be good at everything like it was just it's maddening that he sounds exactly like the singer of melancholy i'm not saying he's a good singer i'm saying it works very well for the song <laughs> it's bizarre because like he could be terrible at some things but he's so good at the cool things mm -hmm. and he's like i just picture like he can't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh no he's had like, people make him food since he was 19 years old I don't yeah, think. Like, yeah, he can he can sing and skateboard and just be like uh, hilarious on the internet. And like, oh, that's all I want to do all those things. Why God, can't I do those yeah. things better? God damn it, Tony Hawk. I hate you. But anyway, we're gonna talk about Tony Hawk or Millen Cullen. We're talking about hot water music. What are you thinking? Well, the uh the temptation is to go to Alkaline Trio because no one defined my my school career more than Alkaline Trio, but it's I, a great it's a great split that they did. Yeah, they 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 are like forever linked in my head, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do the much more obvious connection of Hot Hot Heat, and it's actually pretty difficult to pick one off of Elevator because that is one of those albums that I consider perfect. Really, because that is an I, album that I know two songs off of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that album it it hits a vibe and carries all the way through. This better come out uh, before Get in the Garage because I have some insider scoop that they're doing a garage rock like New York garage rock revival episode soon. Because okay. I hit up Luke, whose birthday it was recently, uh, and he was like, "What are some garage rock bands?" And I was like, "Whatever band sold the most Volkswagen Golfs in 2004." <laughs> That's the band that you go with. 
So the answer is just Interpol, right? That's- yeah, it's inter it's Interpol. No, what did I say? I was like, oh, you could do this song. I, I tried to avoid the strokes. I was like, do the Von Bondies. Come on, come on. Yeah. Do uh uh, get free by the vines <laughs> like brian jonestown massacre That's just whatever fucking sold the most cars in 2004 in that commercial because yeah. yeah. it was such a fine line between that and then maybe a couple years later uh what's their buckets um fucking every car commercial gold on the ceiling Black Keys. Oh, uh, Black Keys, yeah. yeah. Uh, like the Black Keys and Band of Horses sold so many cars. <laughs> I think they oh, did a quick. bit on real quick. Daily Show. I'm, I'm playing Island of the Honest Man. I don't even know that song. It, it's a it's a mid-album cut, not even like a late album cut. Wow. It's just in there. You did a time but, trip like, fragile, didn't you? You like, you searched through like the guts of the album to make sure it was a good and so you weren't a poser. Well, like, I, I feel like good night, good night, and like running out of time i think those songs are ones that everybody knows mm-hmm. and I, i'd rather play something that's a little more hidden just so people realize that like all the songs are as good as those two songs yeah that's good it's a good idea um you know i i kind of have a, a a thing mulling around in my brain i just want to check for some reason it's not letting me search on here because i think i'm i like logged in on my phone so it kind of took it out but i have an idea of where i want to go okay so kind of different thing and again not a song from my my high school years they came it came later uh i have a couple in mind that i'm like hoping i get to play that are like pivotal to my high school career but not something that came out when i was in high school so i'm like do i get to do it do i get to do it I'll allow it. I mean, I've been working on that one playlist. If anyone listening at home, follow me on Spotify. I make cool playlists. I like to think thematically driven playlists. And I just did the one where it's very specifically the Chip Chantry practices making out on his pillow album, where it's just (laughs) angsty songs for elder millennials. Um, And I feel like, yeah, if if I can get away with making a playlist that uh, I had no like uh brain power to be involved in uh then you can choose stuff that you discovered in high school that wasn't around during high school <laughs> perfect um but so hot hot heat always reminds me of my friend chelsea um who is luke's partner and uh chelsea loved hot hot heat and chelsea also loved the format so i'm gonna do the first single by the format how do you pronounce let me ask this how do you pronounce his last name Bruce. I always said Ruiz. It, it's definitely one syllable. I've heard Russ and I've heard Bruce, but I, I don't know which one is Reese. more correct. Reese. It sounds like a drunk person saying Ruiz. Ross? Ruiz. We're looking at wedding venues and one of those places has like their name tacked up on the wall as you walk up to the venue and the font that they choose kind of just looks like it's saying David's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm a big fan of fun, but fun wasn't uh, super popular until college. Um, Yeah. Because I recently found out that Amen Ignite came out before the third steel train album because i recently discovered a bunch of old alternative press magazines 
in like a stuff my mom gave me when she was uh, packing up her house. Uh, and as I was flipping through, the one from 2009 has uh, Aim and Ignite, and the one from 2010 has Seal Train Album 3. Which wow. is crazy, because I thought like Jack Antonoff quit Steel Train to do Yeah, I, th- I thought that was just done now. So yeah. I, I was talking to Casey about it, and she said, no, I went to go see Fun at some festival, and I had to watch Jack Antonoff run from one stage through the crowd to get to the Steel Train set, because they were playing <laughs> immediately afterwards. That's really funny. That sounds so stressful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was going to do uh, On Your Porch because, again, Casey's a huge format and uh, fun fan. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just can't listen to that song anymore. I That song has fully run its course for me. She, I think we told the story on the show before, but uh, she had to park somewhere to do something for work and the only open spot that she could find was like in front of her high school so i was like you want to see something crazy i was like we're gonna time travel and i put that song on and she didn't talk to me for two days because she had a very emotional <laughs> attachment <laughs> yeah, to that song about that yeah uh to a point where she was like i'm mad at you i did not need that today <laughs> that is so funny uh but yeah fun um not fun uh the format especially this album and dog problems reminds me of my friend chelsea so much uh she loved this album uh when fun came out i was like have you listened to that yet and she was the first person to go i really don't want to say this but i like his earlier work better (laughs) uh it's like uh, i know i know you're allowed to be mad at me for that (laughs) But yeah, love that song. It's a catchy tune. Desert pop. One of those niche genres that people love, like sass core. Yeah, there, there was a stretch where I was just like, maybe Arizona is where my favorite music comes from. Because <laughs> it was them and Jimmy World. Just and Jimmy I was World like, and That's it. That's all oh. they had. <laughs> they, they both happened like to me at the same time where mm-hmm. I was just like, these are my favorite things now. That's like when I hit college and moved to Jersey and realized that there was a thriving pop punk and easy core scene. And I was like, maybe New Jersey isn't bad after all. And just got yeah. into every one of those bands and went to every show and every basement. It was the most important thing in the world at the time. And I feel like that yeah. was Arizona for you. <laughs> yeah. I remember being in Arizona in I don't think a Chili's, but like a Chili's. Okay. And the format came on and I was like, do they know what they're doing? <laughs> uh, we went to the mall yesterday. So Casey could get an outfit for her uh, high school reunion that we have to go to. Um, but we get to go see bleachers afterwards because it's shadow of the city. So that'll be fun. Um, fun. But well, we were in there. She went into Abercrombie and Fitch, which I have because of my strong emo kid stance i would never set foot in that store <laughs> ever and i like left she was like i'm going in i was like cool i'll see you later uh and then the mall was closing so i had to be like go get her from the dressing room uh I remember in high school being like a mall rat kid and going to hollister and they had like the little button pushing machine on their wall where you could pick the music and we just kept picking like the worst songs they had available and sitting there and watching people get mad at them it was great i i'll never forget because this band might make it on the list but 
um, I was walking past a Hollister and they were playing the science of selling yourself short and my heart broke. <laughs> That's why I don't think I listened to Less Than Jake for like three weeks after that because they were fucking sellouts, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they license their music and make money? <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I, I was a, a massive fan of the format. Um, almost as much as I was a fan of their music, I was a fan of their merch. Dead good merch. I, I had three different format shirts because they all had that same kind of like minimalist cartoon style. Like mm-hmm. one was like a sock puppet without a face and like that's a sock. basically all the all the details were gone. <laughs> yeah. What what you're talking about is a sock. It's a tube sock. You had you had a it was, you had a shirt with a cummy tube sock on it. It, it had arms and legs. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying there's more to it. <laughs> yeah, I had one that had a watermelon on it because, like, had I not liked the band, there's still a chance that I would have gotten these shirts. Mm-hmm. I just liked them so much. And it, it, like, to this day, I will still pull up stuff on, like, Hello Merch, which is where they sold their merch there because Sam Means, I think, created it. I don't know if he has anything to do with it anymore, but I think he created it. Um, I, I still now just like, what's the band now where like their merch is cool and I don't really know them. So yeah. like, I, I, I love browsing t-shirt sites and stuff like that. But one of my, my all-time favorite bands is also represented in the, the Hello Merch clothing stores. The Hello Merch family, I, if you want. I, I'm going Good Old War. Okay. And I forgot to pick a song when I started this sentence. So I'm just going to go Coney Island because that's right. the first song I heard by them. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know if I know this band that well. Not yeah, they, that's I mean, a good I, thing I was, or a bad thing. I was a massive fan of Days Away. So when he left and started something new, I was ground floor excited. Like, oh my God. And then it's like a three-part harmony mm-hmm. full group and kind of blew my mind that you could go from like emo punk singing to like sweet harmonies. Yeah. Right. It's always weird when they do such a Jurassic change. Like what's that guy that you love that I can't stand who's dead, who was in velvet revolver and did a crooning album. Oh, uh, Scott Weiland. Yeah. Why is he doing that? That's what I feel about (laughs) what you're describing. He's (laughs) he's just bragging. Yeah. You're just bragging. Get out of here with this nonsense. Um, all right, now I gotta think. Oh wait, this is our uh, right one, two, three, four. Yeah, we've both done three, so this is our go to break song. So okay, so I have to choose one and then we go to break. No, no, that one, that one was. So okay. we're, we're we're already good to go to break. I think. Let's just go on break, and we'll come back while I think. Perfect. Hey, this is Dave from the Rank Bank, and this is Dan from the Rank Bank. Be sure to check out our show. What's it called again? The Rank Bank? The Ra- oh, yeah. Hey, I just said that. <laughs> we originally started this when uh, the sports world got two new team names, and we said, hey, let's make a four-part series where we rank sports team names for all four sports. Yeah, we then went on to rank 15 new things, and now we're on to season two. <laughs> I mean, we just love ranking stuff. I, so, I really do. I, I, I research heavily into every single one of our topics. 
I know. So you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Both of those are the underscore rank underscore bank. Give us some suggestions. Maybe we'll rank them for you unless they're stupid. Yeah. And then we'll rank them for you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the rank bank wasted robot network every Monday. Hey everyone. Danny here with plugs for the week. The major one, the ticket link for the Meg Getz album recording on October 16th is in the info. You can click into the show notes and you can find that. You can also check out the new Wasted Robot Network podcast from Meg Getz called Their Stories that premieres today. You can find that on any podcast app you use. Any other Wasted Robot Records information that you're looking for, you can find at Wasted Robot Records on all the social media places. You can find George and I at Feel Feelings Pod on all the places. And our own personal social media stuff will be in the show notes. I believe that is all the plugs for the week. So without further ado, back to the playlist. Enjoy the show. Um, okay, I have one that actually, so let's talk a little bit, shall we? Coney Island. The, my initial thought was uh, I was trying to record with this guy. His name was Adam Richman, and he made a point for people to know that he wasn't the man versus food guy uh, <laughs> that had like an okay music career. It was like New York City, but he's based in Coney Island. And I really wanted to record at his studio because it overlooked Coney Island. And it was okay. like a picturesque place to write and create music. And it just never wound up working out. I never had the money. I was 15 at the time. Um, but that always, anytime I think of Coney Island, I think of that. I think of one of Casey's songs where she says she wants to take the cue to Coney Island. Um, okay. But we didn't know her in high school. So <laughs> can't use that. maybe it did. It's all serendipitous. Maybe, maybe not. But. There is a song that I believe was on a Warp Tour compilation. I could be wrong though. I just remember having this song um, on iTunes when, like, you could just have a singular song because of all the compilations you had, and like that's all you needed. You didn't need full albums. Um, but I am going to do. This came out in two thousand eight. I just want to make sure I'm listening to the right song. Give me one second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do I'm Not Crying, You're Not Crying, Are You? by Deer in the Headlights. I don't know much about this band, but I had that song. Yeah. And one of my friends in college, this was their favorite band. And they would always try to get me to listen to them. Like, you got to listen to Deer in the Headlights. Uh, they're fantastic. I was like, they seem fine. I know one song. I know nothing of them. This is a really cool guitar part. It's very indie rock. Um but it was one of uh, good old wars. Like you might also like artists. Oh, okay. But it's great. You should, if you want to listen to a couple, couple seconds of it, I recommend it. All right. Yeah. I'll play a couple. Yeah. Anyway, I, in, in lieu of not knowing too much about this band, they're, they're about you little blurb on uh, Spotify says that they're hailing from Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona, baby. So I, I think everybody knows where I'm going to go since I, I just called it out. And no, no band is more 
part of my high school experience than Jimmy World. So I, I, I don't, I feel like I'm so on the nose with this, but also if it was a dance high school experience playlist that didn't have Jimmy Eat World, it wouldn't be a it dance high be. school experience it playlist. It would not be. Now, the, the choice becomes difficult. Yes, because you, the, the years we're working with are like prime Jimmy Eat World years. Yeah, because I got, I got two start to finish classics I can choose from here. And I, I think, I mean, I have to go Bleed American. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to, because I, I've, I've had to uh, research it a lot lately because of its uh, Crimson and Clover connection, I'm going a praise chorus Great. by Jimmy World. Great. I can't believe you would call it Bleed American after the 20th anniversary of 9-11 just happened. Damn, that is so insensitive. <laughs> That's right. Well, it hasn't happened yet while we're recording. While we're recording, but after this is aired, people are going to be so upset. We're, we were really uh, 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 not conscious of people's feelings in this episode, clearly because it, every song is an emo song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that was like maybe one of the first times in my life where I was like, oh, wow, corporations are bullshit is when they started pulling songs from the radio. And I was like, I, I get it. There's maybe people having a different time with this than I am, but I can't imagine someone's going to hear Bush on the radio and be like, oh man, the towers were attacked. Oh no. Uh, oh, what was I just watching that they had to change a bunch of stuff because of it? Oh, uh, there's a record label that's run by the guy from um, LCD Sound System that was called Death From Above. And then the record label was like oh. founded in 2001. And then they originally had to change it to uh, D DFA Records. <laughs> I mean, you can still call it Death From Above and say you named it after every Marvel movie that happened post 9-11. That is true. Yeah, the... Uh the um, other show that I'm working on now, it's a, a short run season of a, a covers podcast. And we did a whole episode on songs that were originally by Tommy James. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait for people to listen to it. It's really, it actually came out really cool. That episode did, that but cool. in, in the research of trying to figure out like, why is Crimson and Clover in a praise chorus? Um, they apparently sent the sample to Davey Van Bolen from the promise ring to be like, what's missing from this song. And he said, it needs to have something that I know. And that translated into Davey Van Bolen. Like they sing the line now of come on, Davey, sing me something that I know. Mm -hmm. And that he sings crimson and clover because it's just a song that everybody knows. <laughs> and like, I, I, like hearing that, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Because that means there's like demos out there that don't have the Crimson and Clover part. And I want those. I want yeah. to hear what that is. I'm sure they're out there. Like I'm I, sure I've they're readily available. Yeah, I've heard something, but it didn't have like a great quality to it. Okay. And I, I have to imagine to like get that far down the process, there has to be like better versions than I've heard. Fair. Uh, all right. So I have an idea. For what I want to do. Um, this, the Jimmy World, I I knew of Jimmy World. I remember downloading the middle 
on Kazaa in elementary school. Sometimes uh, I forget how good that song is because it was so popular. Yeah, it's one of those that, it, like the rest of the record's great, but um, yeah, that song got so overplayed that people don't realize how good it is, or it they is just think so good. They just think that's the song. Yeah. Um, but one of the formative parts of my childhood was um, Tony Hawk games because we've already talked about Tony Hawk. He's oh, great for sure. at yeah. everything. And on Tony Hawk Underground 2, they use the song uh, Pain by Jimmy Eat World off of Futures, which we've discussed at length with John Deary about how that's a fucking great album. Yeah, that's awesome. And there's so many other great songs on that playlist, one of which um, kind of I've been getting a lot of videos of this artist served to me on YouTube. I don't know why. I don't know who they're paying, but I'm happy it's happening. Uh, but one of the other songs on that album or on that playlist was the distillers beat your heart out and i think they're great so we're gonna do that so it's a bit more punk rock than we've gotten into lately but very good have you ever yeah, listened that's another band that like, i know by reputation but not really know uh they had a song i uh, probably like this album came out in middle school but because this uh game came out a little bit later i remember playing this game a lot um and they had like a video for the song Drain the Blood that I would watch on like AOL music. <laughs> I remember those days. I would watch it on AOL music and then I'd watch the best of you or best of me video over and over again. The one, the, the second one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh my God, so good and underrated and i get a lot of live videos sent my way of of them playing and they're one of those bands that the music is so intense but then when you watch them live they're they're not jumping around they're not running around the stage they're just sort of like playing which is fine i kind of like that when like the music is the aggressive part but then the people on stage are just sort of like taking their time they're like they're paying their dues they're getting what needs to get done done yeah it's the ramones effect. yeah <laughs> it's it's the johnny ramone of like i'm working here i'm not here to fucking impress you this is my job yeah. this is my tool of the trade yeah all right not knowing too much about them i i feel like i'm forced to do some some creative jumps here and i'll they they do kind of I, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see them on multiple compilations together, but mm -hmm. I'm going to go from the distillers to social distortion. Okay. And I'm going to play sick boys by social distortion. See that album came out in 1990. Yes, I know it did. So that you were not in high school and I was not born, but I was three years old. <laughs> also, I did not discover this until I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, great album though. I love this album. Yeah, I, I almost went with the descendants for similar reasons of like, Oh, how did I not know this before? Mm -hmm. But both high school discoveries for me. I had a friend in high school that older brother, he's probably a little older than you. Um, he loved this album. It was back when like punk kids had very specific rigid rules. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, was, it, was he an op Ivy kid? Because I feel like those are the same. I was the op Ivy kid. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause of the Scott element. Um, I yeah. remember like hanging out with my cousin's friends and they were all older and I'd hop operation Ivy shirt on when I went to go hang out with them. Cause like my cousin was like, you gotta be cool. Like just try to be cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I am cool. I love Scott. 
<laughs> um, and they were like, whoa, Operation Ivy, sir. This little kid's so cool. And I saw one of them at his wedding. And he was like, oh, George, what's up, man? And I didn't bring up Operation Ivy, but that's like the memory tied to them. Is that I was the cool kid that liked Operation Ivy. That's um, awesome. But he was like a big social D guy. He wasn't like a greaser punk rock kid, but he had a leather jacket that had sick boys written on the back of it as like a rocker that he did in silver Sharpie on a vegan leather de- uh, fucking jacket. A lot of memories tied to that. So I think we are at our last choices here. Really? Yeah, because uh, that was the 11th song on our playlist. So I, I believe we're doing, I mean, if we're, if we're doing five, then we're done, but that's too abrupt. That's too abrupt. So let's do, let's do six. Okay. We can have a good even split before the break and after the break. We get one more song each. Okay. So how do you follow sick boys how by I, social distortion? How do I end this? How do I end this waking nightmare? I'm, I'm um, already running through my head of all like the best last tracks on albums that came out when I was in high school and like hoping I can get to some. Yeah. Um, how can I stress this out? Cause I honestly, as I'm looking through this, none of the songs that I chose were from my high school era. They're all from before high school. So I feel like I need to choose something that reflects my high school experience, which I is, feel like we've done a uh, good job of creating a two thousands high school timestamp Sure, but there's like but there's gray might not areas. Be your years. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's there's a lot of stuff that should be there that isn't there, but I can't fight it. You know, I just might have to go with the flow here. Um, well, let me do this one then. Uh, I when I was a kid, I don't know if this was the same for you, but when I was a kid. It, the most important thing you could do was come home from school and watch Steven's untitled rock show on fuse, which had all I, these. I did not have fuse. And I was jealous because yeah, I had, when fuse. I got to watch that show, I was like the show rules show rules. They've had every vagrant band, every epitaph band just come through, promote their shit. Yeah. They'd talk about what tours they were on. So you'd learn about other bands that way. They'd play music videos of songs that people actually liked within that scene. Like it was so important to that culture of that time yeah. like these songs i don't think people would know because of like without that show um and on that show i'm not even going to choose a band that was on that show but i it's burned into my brain someone was on the show being interviewed and they mentioned the violent femmes and steven said oh the band that everyone learns about in high school <laughs> um and it was true because immediately I went home. I was like, I knew Blister in the Sun because I think it was in a Wendy's commercial when I was in high school. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I have to know what this band is. So I, in the same fashion of you, was like nowhere near high school time period, but definitely prominent so, in my yeah, high school time. Their, their debut is 87, I think. Yeah. And we're going to pick a song off of that debut. We're going to do the song Ugly. So ugly. So much fun. So much fun. Such a fun song. I, it's one of those songs that when I hear it, I can picture like having a full band behind me covering it, just running around the stage. There are a couple songs that like, if I, oh, played, I was wrong, it's from 83. Oof. 
there are a couple songs that I listen to that like in my head, I like to pretend that I could pull off singing that song in front of a crowd of people and like jump around and do all this crazy, crazy stage antics. One of them is ugly because it's such a fun, bouncy song an upbeat song, which is surprising for the violent films. I feel like they all have this like morose quality to them. Um, and then personality crisis by New York dolls. I feel like I want to dance on stage with makeup and, and a leather, uh, like a leopard print scarf and no shirt and just scream at people. <laughs> I really now want to make you a playlist of violent femmes songs. that are not what you think violent femmes are because they have some of like the best, like up tempo, just yeah. kind of rocker songs. Yeah. And it's just, I I I went through a phase when I was a kid. I think it was because of my compilation ha- ha- habit. Uh was anytime I asked for a CD for Christmas, people would just buy me the greatest hits. And so yeah. I had permanent record by Violent Femmes, and that was such a fun best of record because it had yeah, a little a, bit of everything. Perfect. One. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's my choice. I'm gonna do that. Because I discovered that band in high school, thanks to uh, Steve Stevens, a Stevens Untitled Rock Show. His name is Steven oh, Smith, but <laughs> it it creates. I it feels very hack to do what I'm considering doing. Well, we can do one more afterwards if you want. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Well, if I do it, it has to be the last one. Okay, then we can't. We we don't do any more. And we end and this it, episode and I could take a shower because it's 930 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> I in in the year 2000. So slightly before my, my high school experience. <laughs> yes. You have to keep that in. <laughs> I will. Any, anytime it comes up now, I'm just going to take it and be like, we thought of that. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so in the year 2000, I went the to the Y100 Fest. And the the Y100 Fez, if if people don't know, was Y100 was the alt rock radio station here until Y100 became 100.3, whatever hip hop station that it mm-hmm. is now, and was subsequently replaced by nothing of the sort until 104.5 came many many years later and was kind of garbage. Yeah, I I remember getting 104.5 on my radio when I was living in South Jersey for like a year and a half and. They, they they were corporate. They were corporate alt rock. So they'd play like Mumford and Sons and the Twenty One Gun Twenty One Guns Broadway version, uh, and that was like their hour playlist. It wasn't like sweet sweet rock and roll, baby. <laughs> yeah, and like Y One Hundred used to be so good about kind of pulling in local acts and up and coming acts, and like the the bands that I love now. I got to see a lot of them just on like side stages at Wow 100 shows. Like they, they were never radio bands. I don't think Wow 100 ever played them, but like they created a platform live for these bands to be seen by people. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I saw, I saw Midtown one year and like, I don't think Midtown was ever a radio band. They, they might've been on the radio at some point, but I don't think not Gabe until, hit radios not until, until Cobra Starship. Cobra Starship. Yeah. yeah. Until snakes on a plane, we're going down in flames. Hey, Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I told you about when we put that song on a playlist <laughs> and I went outside and I was going through the playlist and I started playing it and Casey sang every word. <laughs> That's awesome. Like did the Travi McCoy verse too. Like she was oh, rapping wow. in the living room. <laughs> awesome. 
Uh, but what are you going to choose? Tell me, tell yeah, me, so tell me now. At, at this, this Y100 Fest in the year 2000, there were bands like Nine Days, Story of a Girl. Yeah. There was Three Doors Down. Gross. Before Before they had really broken through, there was a lot of people there going like, Oh, why is this one one hit one hit wonder band on the main stage? And then like suddenly they were like the military's favorite band. Yeah. Thanks for getting uh playing Trump's inauguration, guys. Really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, there was uh Stone Temple Pilots, terrible, no doubt. I like them. Third Eye Blind, Stroke uh, Nine, Guster, Good Charlotte. This is probably Charlotte. the third time I saw Good Charlotte at this point. Maybe, maybe, maybe more. I saw them five times while their first album was out. Can you please tell me never how long? Second. Oh, can we please put your hair in Liberty Spikes? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> do you have, the, you have the wax or whatever? No, we'll just use Aquanet and a blow dryer. That's how you do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, all these bands I'm saying because they, they might all be better bands than the one I'm going to play. But there is <laughs> no more quintessential high school ending song than Eve Six. Here's to the night. Oh, I love this song. <laughs> this song's on my uh, um, Chip Chantry makeout playlist. <laughs> yeah, I, figured... I, should, I just changed the title of this playlist. I might have to change it to Chip Chantry makeout playlist. It's called Coming of Age. <laughs> and we know what he was doing. Oh, he was coming. <laughs> of age. <laughs> Do you think Chip likes me? <laughs> I don't know. Wait till he hears this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Eve Six. I I do love Eve Six. I they're great I on Twitter. To their their debut. Oh yeah, their their <laughs> debut album. I listened to a ton, and then this one not as much. But I mean, Horoscope still has some good songs hidden in there. Mm-hmm. I I I do sometimes go back to it just for like that fun feeling of like, hey, remember when I liked this? But yeah, here's to the night. It's so tacky oh. and stupid, but like. When given the opportunity to add "Here's to the Night" in a playlist for mm-hmm. high school experiences, yeah, here's what uh, you do. Here's so I when I think of songs a lot, I think of them thematically of how they play in a movie or a TV show or something. Did you ever watch Veronica Mars? Somewhat, yeah. There's a there's a scene in Veronica Mars where she realizes that the guy who's been a dick to her the entire time, oh, she's in love with, and it's like her ex boyfriend's best friend, and while they're dancing at his apartment like they have a fake prom at his apartment because it's going to be way more fun uh they're listening to mike doty i hear the bells and she's realizing she's realizing that she has feelings for him at that moment i feel like you could switch out (laughs) i hear the bells with here's to the night and they'd be the same song like they would work perfectly the same way to get that emotion across just when the when the bridge comes in and that's when they lean in and kiss it's too perfect of a prom scene where like you're working up the courage to kiss the girl and then the bridge comes in don't let me let you go kiss <laughs> and then they kiss <laughs> yeah according to uh setlist.fm where i went to see if that could have any other possibility other than playing this Eve six song. Mike Doty was also at that Fez. I do not remember him being at that Fez, but he was also at that Fez. I feel like that'd be a fun tour. If we were booking the feel feelings, um, let's feel some feelings music tour. 
where we do a live show at 2 p.m. and then we just have our favorite bands play. It would be yeah. Mike Doty and then Eve Six. That would be awesome. <laughs> Chip Chanchu, yeah, he loves Mike Doty. Yeah. Hi, Chip. I guess I should say the, the <laughs> connection is that Violent Femmes were on that show. And you were talking about how like the uh, Violent Femmes, the band everyone learns about in high school. Mm-hmm. This was 2000, so I would have still been in middle school. But this is when, I guess, again, a testament to WoW 100, where like they started playing and it was like, oh shit, I know this song. Yeah. And then the next one, I'd be like, oh shit, I know this song. Yeah. And like the whole time, because I remember going, it was me, my dad, and my brother. And we're like, oh that's yeah, a different, started, that's uh, a different podcast, Dan. Yeah. It's called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. <laughs> yeah, close enough. We give a lot of terrible <laughs> advice. Yeah, I remember being like on the way down, like, yeah, I'm so excited about all these bands, but I don't, I don't know the violent femmes. Like uh, that could be anything. Mm-hmm. And then they start playing and like, they were the thing I remember. Like STP ruled. That was awesome. No doubt. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Steven Jenkins from third eye blind came out and was singing to the lawn. And like, there was, there was cool stuff that happened, but like the thing that sticks with me the most is like, the violent femmes, three dudes like standing on one rug in the middle of this giant amphitheater stage, just like playing like whatever bongos and drums and stuff that they had around them and weird instruments. And I was, like, every single song was like, oh, wow, I know and also love this song already. Like, how is this a band that I did not know did all of this? Some bands are like that. Every once in a while, I'll discover a band that's like, oh, I've never really listened to them. And then I realized that like, oh, no, I've heard this song all the time. It's like fucking... Another song that sells a lot of cruises is like Todd Rundgren's Bang on the Drum all day, oh, whatever yeah, that song is. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought I'd never heard a Todd Rundgren song in my entire life. All The most interesting thing I could tell you about Todd Rundgren is that he was supposed to be in rock and roll high school. And then they oh, got well, their Ramones because they were cheaper. <laughs> the uh, the other fun trivia fact for Todd Rundgren, if you want something to take with you, sure. is he's Liv, Liv Tyler's uh, kind of live-in dad growing up. Really? He raised Liv Tyler, yeah. You know what's funny? Her mother must be awful. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sorry, Liv. We don't know each other, and we will probably never meet. However, your mother uh, had a relationship with Steven Tyler and then moved on to Todd Rundgren and didn't tell you that your father was the man with the same mouth as you. <laughs> I, I think she knew. She I don't must think it have was known, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, who is this woman just jumping from 70s rock stars, creating a whole family? I don't mean to dis- yeah. disperse the, the name of Liv Tyler's birth mother, but. Yeah, Todd Rundgren rules, though. You should you should check out Todd Rundgren. I, I think he makes me want to bang on a drum all day. Yeah, his more kind of synthy stuff. I think you would really love. OK. But yeah, let's get out of here. We did it. Well, before we go, is there any bands that you mentioned? Because there is, I'm realizing now as we're going through this, I, this might be a long episode, but there are so many bands that are quintessential to my high school that I did not mention at all. Were there any oh, ones yeah, that I you mean, feel like you missed? The, uh, I don't think I said any of the ones, when, when we were talking about doing this, I was like, Oh, great. It's going to be a lot of Rob Zombie and yeah. Vagrant Records. And there's none of that. There's none of that, right? Not not a single one. <laughs> no, I was going to no, say. No Vagrant artist made this list. And that's not right. <laughs> no Get Up Kids. There's no Alkaline Trio, which I expected from you. There's, there's no... also like 
I, I was looking through the the drive through catalog to see like where 2001 happened. And that's, that's like movie life and Midtown and starting line. And like, I didn't get any of that stuff either. That stuff yeah. mattered a ton back then. I loved the starting line when I was in high school. Uh, like uh, here's the key ones that were not mentioned that I feel like should be honorable mentions that just the way the game was played. They did not make the list say anything. Um, yeah, that's that's a little later for me. I, for me, that was prime. Fucking I, I think prime. that did happen while I was in high school, but that was also the period where he was canceling all the time. So like I was in and out because gotcha. he kept not letting me see him live. Yeah. Uh, Hot Rod Circuit was the band of my high school career. When people ask me what my favorite band was, it was Hot Rod Circuit uh, or any of their side projects that were like their bass player, Jay had a like bar band called diamond J and the rough. And we had them play like a summer party in high school. So we could have an excuse to open for them. Like that's fun. Every side project hot rod circuit came out with, uh, let's see, say anything hot rod circuit, uh, four years strong for later on in my high school career was really important to me. There's also all these pop rock bands that, we thought we had to emulate to get famous that were all part of my like the skinny jean toms uh tom slip-ons and like a black tight v-neck bands i don't know how else to describe them but that's all they are. there is this is one out of band from high school but like we opened for them like they weren't like influential from my high school but there's been called lane and fall that plugged in their marshall stacks like marshall jcm 800s which means nothing to you but for pe- gear people listening it's a big deal. And then on top of their amps, they would plug in hair straighteners and they would straighten their bangs before they started playing a, a lot of those bands, a lot of like, I'm trying to think of like examples to like, I mean, there's fallout boy, but they didn't really straighten their hair. Pete Wentz did, but um, so many, so many like warp tour when warp tour started getting girly. That's what oh, it yeah. was. That's yeah, that, my high school experience of like, I have to wear a vest and a fedora and sing sad songs that'll get me canceled later on because uh, I'm nice to those girls, which means she owes me. You know what I mean? Like yep. that level of terrible yeah. high school mentality. <laughs> well, see, that's the, that's the wild part about this is like my favorite bands in high school were Reggie, were mm-hmm. Saves the Day, brand new, like mm-hmm. just, they're not going to be on this playlist. No. Like, and it, it's very disappointing and upsetting. And it, me and Casey were just having this conversation last night where all throughout our high school careers and it blended into yours, all the bands that came up, all their lyrical content was why won't this girl love me? I've done so much for her. Yeah. And wh- that is a fucking terrible mentality to have. It's an awful thing to be like, you owe me now. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. And that was every band we listened to both and of like, us. <laughs> it, it was, it's wild because like, I always appreciated saves the day for like getting older in their music. Also mm-hmm. that like, they did not stay whiny, angry, like, like emo kids. Mm-hmm. They, they grew up, but yeah. then in, the, in reverie have... is like an indie album. It's not, yeah, I, love that, like I a... love that album. Yeah. Yeah. I remember loving that from day one and then like going on the internet and being like, Oh, the internet ruined this for me. Nobody likes this. Same with on a wire. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, seriously, like how does nobody else like this? Where are all my friends? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so like maybe that's a good thing that this playlist went a certain way. It's just I'm looking back now at our high school music tastes. A lot of them should not be on here <laughs> yeah. purely for the fact that they really fuck themselves over um, because they feel like things are owed to them, whether it be uh, sexual in nature or not. Like, I feel like every band's got a chip on their shoulder from this era. And that's why they're playing for 20 people at a VFW hall now is because they didn't fucking pay their dues and respect the situation. Yeah. And like, it's, it's also wild that like bright eyes didn't end up on the list. Like, mm-hmm. For, for me that like nothing even, I guess like social distortion kind of falls into the genre, but nothing even close to like Dropkick or Flogging Molly that yeah. I loved at the time. That was like, huge. Flogging Molly was huge. That's the second record or first record I ever bought. First record I ever bought was Flogging Molly's Within a Mile from Home. It was like on yeah, vinyl I, record. I saw them tour at the truck on their first record. And it was one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. They played Delilah, the Tom Jones song. Cool. And the whole place is just going nuts, singing along. And then they close it out just doing like a an Olay chant, like the soccer chant. And people just flooded into Chinatown, like taking over the streets, doing Olay at, chants. This is at Troc? At the Troc, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. I saw, I think the only time I've seen Flag Molly was at Warp Tour, but one of the Warp Tours was on a Sunday. And uh, the singer, what's his name? King, something King. I don't think I've ever known. Actually, His last name is King. I know that um, he is. It's probably like 1230 in the afternoon. He is fairly drunk, drinking pints of Guinness, chugging and being like, what? I was just celebrating that it's the Lord's Day. Uh, and just kept on saying that it was the Lord's Day. We're allowed to do what we want. He's resting. <laughs> That's awesome. It's beautiful. I like that theory. He yeah. ain't watching today. Yeah, <laughs> watch it. Let's get drunk. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so good. So many bands that didn't get mentioned. We should probably do this again. Um, not uh, at some point, just because I like reminiscing about high school. And I found those two magazines that I was going through them and realizing all these bands. It was funny because they're right at the tail end of my high school career. Some music yeah. was changing. But then Casey's sister who is, I think, two years younger than us, uh, like was looking through and was just like all these neon monster merch bands that she was like, oh my God, I fucking loved Forever the Sickest Kids, dude. They were great. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. So fun. Anyway, I feel like we have a well-rounded one, even though none of these songs are from my high school years, but they're worth it. And uh, enjoy this playlist. This is fucking great if you want to feel getting your feelings especially with that last one yeah right all right yeah let's uh let's get out of here everybody go buy my guts tickets yes and uh see you next week bye feel feelings is a wasted robot production editing done by dan getz music by george bruderman you can follow us on instagram and twitter at feel feelings pod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feel feelings If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. Or it's such a professional show.